Welcome to the podcast series by Writers Key. So, um, so I'm Anjali Radbir. I run Writers Key, an education consultancy in New Delhi. Uh, we work with students all across the globe uh, and help them with their college applications. Uh, and uh, this uh, series is basically to discover how different students have different journeys. Uh, and we've invited a very special guest today, Ida Ali. She's passionate about filmmaking, and she's going to tell you a lot more about that. Um, and she's studying as a sophomore at Chapman University at the moment. So, um, Ida, I want to talk a little bit about Chapman, what got you there, what was your journey in getting into the application process? And perhaps you have questions for me. Yes, uh, in terms I have of, you know, quite a few questions, actually. Uh, right, but right. I can start with answering this one. Um, right. So, Chapman University is not a very well-known university, mm-hmm. uh, though it's really good for film and it's one of the best there is. Right. Um, so I got introduced to it when I went to Columbia University for a summer school. Okay. Um, and then my professor there was like the best uh, film students for for graduate we get from uh, like for. Uh, because they don't have an undergraduate program for sure. Film. So sure. the gra- undergraduate students from Chapman are the best. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, wow. wow, Chapman sounds really great. And then they also had this whole thing um, at Chapman where from the first year, you can start using camera, You the camera, you can go on set, you can do everything, which right. like other universities don't allow. So that really got me interested. Okay, um, wow. Yeah, but so applying was a little tough for me then because it was like so many essays and I obviously I was applying to other places as well mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure if I would get in here. Um, so since there was just, it was too much for me to handle, I think that right. was something um, I got wrong. Like I didn't plan uh, in advance right. as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I feel like I was inclined towards Chapman because through their questions, through what they are looking for, I knew that Mm -hmm. this is a place where I fit. Um, Right. Because that's what the questions told me. That's what um, their student profile and like everyone who's gone there told me that this is a place that I fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and then I applied and yeah, actually, interesting you say that. We had uh, we had one student go to Chapman last year. Uh, she went for the theater program. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're really well known for their theater as well. So I think that's what it is. It draws people from the performing arts. And that's really important, I think, to find a fit uh, between the college. Uh, you know, I feel students get very obsessed with brand names, even with college. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's quite a journey to steer them away and kind of make them understand that, you know, there are certain schools which fit for you, like probably exactly, Chapman yeah. fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So one of the questions was mm-hmm. for, with that um, something like, I mean, because there is a lot of hype about Ivy League schools, which there should be, they've earned it. Right. But right. Even more than students, I feel a lot of parents are like, because those are the only colleges they know, not a lot of Indian parents have gone out and studied. So there are only a few colleges that they know names of. And that's what, that's where they hope their child goes. Um, 
so so what do you think about this pressure that a lot of indians have to indian students at least from my experience have right. to like apply to ivy league schools and get into ivy league schools what do you what do you think about that so and you what know, is your um, yeah see uh, however much the parent says you know they'll come up and they'll say you know i don't really care about the ivy leagues but i know where that direction is headed uh, especially if the student has the marks and has the sat scores then the underlying thing is you know always for the ivy league yeah uh, but i think uh, my personal opinion is that the us has many many schools which are at par if not equal or better in many respects uh, so you know it's also what you make of your education for me that's really important you can go to harvard and you can totally you know screw it up i mean you could just be faffing your time and doing nothing so so it's all about you know and maybe somebody who goes to a lesser known school but really excels and shines over there the small liberal arts experience according to me is a fantastic experience that the us offers you know there's swarthmore there's uh, brinmore there's so many which are tiny colleges but with excellent excellent education so personally i feel one shouldn't get hung up especially because it's becoming very very competitive now so i i really feel you know uh, one it's a disservice to the student also because whatever they get is never going to be good enough if they don't make it to the ivs then yeah uh, which is a pity yeah so yeah um and also um because there's such a small percentage of like international students who get in mm -hmm. uh, to ivy league or any school in fact because mm -hmm. they do take more americans which i mean they have the right to um right so what how do you how would you tell a student or or rather how much do you think a student should focus on their application process um uh -huh. while also you know giving their a levels or ib or whatever it is that they're giving which right. is all right. where right. would you hold the application process so i would say uh, the grades and uh, by grades i mean uh, the act sat whatever test you're choosing plus your school grades from grade 9 to 12 uh, that would for me hold about 70% importance so if you don't have those you're not going to make it to the shortlist but yes 30% of your application is going to be based on what your application is all about uh, and by that i mean you know what kind of interests you have what sort of uh, possibilities you've developed in the application that will make a difference Uh, but only thirty percent, because seventy percent of it is pretty much determined by your grades. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. That's. But thirty percent is for... a lot. It's the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thirty percent is a lot. Yeah. Because you know, if you're yeah, if you've got like sixty sixty five percent and you're expecting to make it to the IVs with a twelve hundred score, that's not going to happen. Let's be real. So yeah. Yeah. I also really wanted to ask you what made you join this line um in terms of was there a gap that you saw that students couldn't do uh, or do themselves or the school wasn't inclined in that way to provide for the student to apply and like 
handle right. the whole burden of application because it's a big big like those yeah, one is. and a half is. years is just that burden with school sure. and extracurriculars and all of that so absolutely what absolutely so um so i'm very passionate about writing so that is my first love uh, so i'm a writer i I've, i've written children's books i've got about 15 books which are published and uh, a lot of it is about uh, art books for children and i've also done a certificate in feature film writing from ucla and i wrote a script which was judged one of the best scripts in the goa festival but i realized i'm not really from that industry and and probably you would know how it feels but um i'm just not from it and and i realized that you know i have to find a way to keep in touch with my writing mm-hmm. and that's what i started doing i started helping students with their essays and then it just big organically grew into a full blown counseling thing mm-hmm. so yeah so that's how the journey started for me and i i find i i love working with young people i love chatting with young people so you know that keeps me uh, really excited about the I'm passionate about doing that so that's why I love it and I think there's definitely a gap where indian students don't learn how to write uh, they learn a very stilted way of writing so I literally have to make them unlearn that and you know become passionate about actually telling your story so that's what I teach is tell your story in the best possible way mm-hmm. yeah um so you mentioned story and this is something that um i don't know you don't have to answer it but it's like uh something personal to me because when i was writing um an application and i there's a question and there's a mm-hmm. an answer in my mind but it's too personal for me and mm-hmm. i don't feel right to make it a story with which will be read and judged and edited when it's my right. story and i've written it so honestly i don't want to change it so that someone accepts me you know right, so right. where do you think a student should stand on that like should they just go all out and get that application and get that um, acceptance or right. do you think there is some some barrier that they should have right well um, right right so uh, i'm sure as a writer you know that uh, to be authentic and to be personal is the key ingredient for making the story connect right so i feel that if you and it's totally up to the student if they don't feel comfortable sharing beyond a certain level uh, you know one should respect that and hold back uh, but i would advise that yes if you have a story to tell then that really is the place because uh the essay is really the place where they're going to get to know about you uh and how are they supposed to get a lens into your world how you think unless they uh, sort of you know uh, get into your mind you know learn what you have to say mm-hmm. yeah so i would say yeah yeah you Just know be out. comfortable but go all out really yeah. don't hold back not there at least yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of times uh, students also tell me they don't want their parents to read it which is which i totally respect i mean you know i don't share stuff unless i have permission from the student to share it yeah it's really their right of uh, refusal or acceptance or whatever there sometimes you know things happen and they want to write about that but it might you know the parent might get sensitive about that so 
yeah. yeah then you'd have to censor yourself as well because if that exactly especially exactly. with parents because right. a lot of our stories involve them and we right. don't want to hurt their feelings so <laughs> sure. it's a hard process absolutely 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 yeah um so i was just wondering about um your client base and mm-hmm. as I'm, I'm in Bombay. So say that again? I missed that. Wondering I'm about? I was just wondering about your client base. Okay. Um, and I'm just uh, thinking that I'm in Bombay and there are people all over India um, right now who can get, I don't know if you're doing uh, in-person counseling right now in Delhi, but do you think? No, not. No. You're not. <laughs> So has that changed your client base? Like, because it's all online now? Uh, not Is really, that- because I work a lot with uh, Southeast Asian students. So a lot from Singapore, Jakarta and Hong Kong. So I am quite used to the online way of working. Yes, I do miss seeing the Delhi students, but I think everyone's being careful. So it's not really changed the way I work. And I find online works quite well. You know, it's it's very focused. It's very. Uh, I mean, of course, you miss that little personal touch, but it hasn't really altered it for me. Not not at all. In fact, that's yeah. that's. I think yeah. it's a very very good thing because it makes counseling more mm-hmm. accessible for students. Like I right. mentioned before, students right. are so busy; they have so many things to do, and then to go. Right you know and meet someone and wait, wait and there's like traffic blah 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 this is just so much yeah, you save you save so much time so much time and you've not experienced delhi traffic delhi traffic is a nightmare <laughs> delhi even mumbai it's like really bad mad i know i know i know yeah tell me something did you take the SATs at all uh, did, yes, did you take the SATs? You did? I, and how I, did you find the process? Um, so very honestly, the first time I took it was okay. Um, and it was, I, I didn't score badly or anything. It was good, but I wanted to take it once more since I had the chance. Um, right. But the second time I started studying and everything, I got so stressed and so anxious it's um i've mentioned it before in like other Mm -hmm. places Mm -hmm. there was this phase in my life that literally that stress and that anxiety was weighing down on me like my neck and my um, shoulders got so stiff for two weeks it was really really bad and I scored exactly the same the second Oh, time. no. Oh, no. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm an art student. <laughs> this SAT, is not true. SAT doesn't matter that much. Right. So was, right. Right. It, was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bad score. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal if you've taken it twice and then, you know, you still want to go for that third attempt. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you I don't know if you know what's going on. There are lots of test optional schools. Tests are being cancelled on literally three days before uh, the test is being held. So there's a lot of stress. I think this year, particularly, students are facing a lot of hardships uh, regarding testing. And and if they don't give a test, the school will not allow them or like accept them? No, it's test optional. A lot of schools are saying they're test optional. But uh, obviously, we... 
that were yeah even the ones that weren't okay. yeah a lot That's of the ivs have gone test yeah. optional as well but you know the pressure is that much more in terms of there are students who have taken the tests so it will be interesting to see how this year pans out uh, whether test optional really means test optional yeah that's true yeah you'll have yeah. to see you can only yeah. like, see with action absolutely totally totally yeah. you know everyone can keep saying no we don't think it's going to count and you know we don't want it etc but we'll really see when that happens yeah so yeah I also so have another tell, question. Yeah, okay, sure. Fine. You go first, and then I'll no, I. No, I want to know more about your films. What sort of films do you do, and what sort of you know, uh, you've done a couple of short films. Mm -hmm. So, and um, what's inspired you to get into sort of making short films? Are you thinking of doing something in the film line, or what? What are your plans? I think. Um, yeah i'm i'm definitely thinking of doing something in the film line that specifically i want to be a film director and a writer cuz i'm also right. very interested in writing okay um, but so when i made my first short film that was in like a few years ago i was um 16 and right. after i wow. made that yeah it was it <laughs> was just an experiment that really blew up for some reason really right. glad that that happened um, right. but that was the first place i learned like that i had very little idea about a lot of things um mm -hmm. in film production especially like the technical aspects i didn't know a lot about camera i didn't know a lot about uh, editing okay. so that's the place where i learned and i got to know that i'm interested and right. I, i feel like i i can sustain a career in this line right um, after that i made a few more where i didn't have a lot of people to mm -hmm. um back me up in terms of like i made this short film film called maya where i did everything mm -hmm. i did the camera work i did editing so in terms of that that experience made me more confident because it wasn't right. just uh me working with a bunch of other people and i feel that a director has to have knowledge on right other things as well and that is why right. going to college makes me gain that experience that i mm -hmm. maybe wouldn't have if i was just a director in college right. they teach you cinematography they teach you editing they teach you production right. design right. um so so once i went to college things started opening up to me Okay. So if if there if there's something that I'm scared of, for example, I never thought I could make an animated film because I'm just mm -hmm. it's so much work and it's so new to me. But sure, sure. now my college, because I have to take an animation class, it's pushing me to work those softwares to right. see um, how to animate, how to make a film. And even though I might not end up making a feature-length animated right. film, at least I know how to. Okay, um, great. And no area is blocked for me. So right now, I just feel right. like I have this empty plate that I can keep filling with anything I want because I have those avenues to learn. And grow. excellent! Wow. Yeah. So you're not attracted to any particular genre, or you? I mean, you know, is there some particular kind of film that appeals to you? Um. I think what I watch and I what I what I, what I want to make is very different. 
okay. what I want to make a lot of the things that appeal to me. Uh, one is realistic type right. stuff, very very right. real, character driven films. Right. Um, and also for some reason right now, um, a lot to do with division. Um, like right. all the things that I'm writing right now is division, be it based on race, uh, caste, right. or even like the social divide that people right. have. Right. So somewhere there, I I like that space. Okay. Okay. I used to want to really write a rom com because I used to feel that in India nobody writes a rom com. <laughs> but now uh, that was like so seven eight years ago. But now I think there's a lot of rom coms happening. And TV has exploded. I, I think there's so much wanting in TV. You know, I mean, we could have such. A, there have been great uh, serials done in uh, English, Hindi, whatever. You know, um, in India as well. And I, I'm hoping that kind of explodes. Maybe someday, kind of touch that again. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. you should. I, I feel like there's um, no way to know if you were meant for. Something or right. not, we try it and unless you try it, true, like true. It, we should definitely. True, true. It was super hard, though. I have to say, script writing was the hardest medium possible uh, yeah, because it I, required so much precision and so much rewriting. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what gave me the sort of toolkit for writing. You know, because you had to be so careful of every word you wrote. Um, yeah. So you know that that was a great teacher. Um, that, that it's like writing an essay as well. I feel like because oh, for me, essays, uh, college essays, were read by a few people, not just one person, and right. they had their comments. And then my friends had their comments, and my parents. Right. I made my parents read as well. My parents had their comments, and it was just <laughs> a bunch of editing and rewriting. Okay. And so I feel like. Right. Okay, so that's one thing I really tell the students: don't do it because it will become a total kitchery by the end of it. Yeah. You know? uh, so you've got to, <laughs> you've got to find one mentor and trust them and go that, with it. That I agree with. Like if yeah. I had, if I had just left it upon just one person right. and myself, maybe right. it would have done a lot quicker. Right, right. Because you know when when we're hearing the final edit, then I know I'll get that call. You know, my uncle said. My uncle who's gone to MIT said this, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, it's too so much. Especially from that MIT. there are people who have gone to uh, American schools who want to chime in and say stuff. Like, okay, <laughs> oh it's, it's different for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, and you know, yeah. things have changed from the time they may have applied. It's really the landscape has changed 360 degrees. So you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on but uh, you know uh, patiently handle that and kind of tell them okay fine let's hear what uncle has to say <laughs> get on with it <laughs> yeah but, yeah and also know that every all of that advice is for the better like they think it's for the better yeah so absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. true true so um, so tell me, yeah so you yeah. were asking me something you before i cut you short on the film uh not too sure about that question but i do have another question for you right um so 11th and 12th grade which i feel are also the most important mm -hmm. years in terms of um grades and mm -hmm. application and all of that it's also right. the last two years of your 
high school and it's it's right. a time for me it was a really really happy time there were right. i was meeting friends and it, uh, school was coming to an end and there was just this camaraderie that was there ইয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়ারসিয়
in a way that it's short and sweet but it tells you everything that you need to know so right. that i think would mean that you write down take as many pages as you want write down your first initial draft and right. then you edit it to kind of make things more understandable for the person reading it because you will mm-hmm. understand everything that you've written but someone right. else might not so you have right. to read it from someone else's perspective so clarity clarity is key yeah right yeah and also people tend to drag on what they're talking about when that right. one thing can be said in one sentence you know like right. you don't right. need to write a right. paragraph about that so right. understanding sure. that is very important absolutely Uh, so from my perspective i'll tell you a couple of do's and don'ts uh, so the do is definitely be authentic uh, and my trick to that something my english teacher told me in grade i think 7 or something like that she said the first idea you get definitely throw it out of the window because every other person in the room would have got that idea so that's a golden rule that i definitely stick to whatever idea uh, even to a student i tell them if that's your first idea definitely throw it out of the window because that's not going to work uh, so i would say again be honest like you said be clear uh, don't get obsessed with big words i find uh, people think that good writing means writing big words actually good writing is all about simplicity and clarity like you said it's all about clarity of expression which is very important um couple of the don'ts i would say is i, I gave them in my reels and the tips as well which was don't write a miss india essay you know i want world peace and i want to eradicate poverty in the world we all want to but you know come on that's not going to be your essay and that shouldn't be your essay uh, don't make a list of things uh you know i did this i did uh, you know i was school head boy i i you know came first in the races i uh, topped uh, had the main role in theater whatever you know don't make a list of things yeah uh, that becomes uh, awkward as well in, in terms of it's very clunky writing again uh, and the third thing is uh, we are all obsessed with our pets i think you know and that's something that obviously is very close to one's heart uh, so many times i find that students have been very deeply affected by the passing of a pet which i totally respect but that's not a theme for your common app essay at least mm-hmm. uh, you know that's something you should stay away from maybe talk about something else which comes about so i would say you know i have a whole list of do's and don'ts but yeah keep it real be honest be yourself show them how you think i think that's the most important thing for me show them how you're thinking give them a lens besides what's there in the rest of your application mm-hmm. that would be important yeah that's, that's very true actually those three things that you mentioned are also yeah, yeah i feel like i've read so many things about sure. like pets especially oh my god right right everyone's obsessed you know i yeah. i have a dog i have a i had a basset hound who just died about a year ago and uh, it really affected one deeply but then that's not something you can write about yeah so yeah that way um i also had one question uh, someone mm-hmm. said manage my time and um, we spoke about that we should start planning early and everything but do you mm-hmm. think too late is it ever too late um Uh, I'm in the 12th grade I haven't done anything what do you think right. like what should what would your right. advice 
happy if I'm a twelfth. No, no, I I don't think it's ever too late. You just have to manage your expectations. If you're expecting to get into maybe you know if you've not taken your SATs, ACTs, or anything, uh, you're expecting to crack everything. It is going to be a brutal year. Let's say that at the outset. But if you are willing to work hard, I don't think anything's holding you back. It's really a matter of how much effort you're going to put into the application, and the result is going to show. You know, corroborate with that. So yeah, <laughs> all my questions. Okay, uh, are there any other questions here? Did you go through this? Yeah, there's one. One second. I'm in the eleventh from a close bag. Wait, from a CBSE background. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my eye. And I honestly find ISC pretty hard. I'm also doing my Japanese N2 advanced level, which is mm -hmm. again quite hard. I'm kind of stressed. How do you think I can? Uh, I missed the first part of the question. What was it? It's that uh, I'm an 11th from a CBSE right. background, and I right. honestly find ISC pretty hard. I'm also doing my Japanese N2. Uh, right. advanced level which is again quite hard mm -hmm. i'm kind of stressed how do you think i can manage my time and okay um i'm not quite sure how you can manage your time but maybe is there if there's a way that you can switch your subjects take easier subjects that would be better you know i mean rather than struggle with it and do badly actually that's another thing i tell my students is that try and take subjects you can manage you know everyone talks about the rigor taking hard courses But only take them if you can manage it. If you can't manage it, there's really no point, you know, taking very rigorous courses. Yeah. I often have kids who come in with, you know, math as sort of they struggle with math, but the parents have pushed them to take math. But math is quite fundamental, so that is something that one should work on uh, quite early on, from early on. But yeah, so yeah, so just to kind of sum it up, I mean, work hard and sort of, you know. um try and do uh try and prep early the earlier you get into the process it's better uh it's not all about the ivy leagues you know there are plenty of great colleges out there and i think there are plenty of great destinations as well the us is not the only one there's canada there's uk there's australia singapore so many places where you could actually go study so yeah from my end that would be uh, my sort of you know there is another question hmm. about is toefl better or ielts it doesn't matter you just have to see the schools that you apply they should accept both so mm -hmm. toefl is quite popular in the us and ielts is quite popular in the uk although even toefl is uh, is accepted uh, the other one is duolingo another test that a lot of people are accepting is duolingo which is so, the Language. like an english so you have to just be yeah the language apps a lot of people are now accepting that as well so yeah there's one good question i think how to stay motivated how do you say ah oh, good one great question during covid how do you stay motivated and how do you stay motivated otherwise ah mm -hmm. oh, i think you've got to break it down in small tasks and small deadlines you know it can't be because together it seems very overwhelming i think so it would be nice to kind of set out a timeline like make a road map about different things you want to achieve in every month uh, but uh, really you know 
be motivated in the sense of keep uh, i think it's important like you said to socialize a little also don't be all work because it's just going to drown you out uh, you've got to stay motivated by you know having fun in life as well mm-hmm. yeah that's it's a good answer yeah i think that's i think yeah note. that kind of those this <laughs> yeah. yeah it was lovely speaking with you with it was Great really interesting to you as well and lovely. i would definitely recommend anyone who um was here and was watching this to check out the writer's key and if you have any questions for her please dm her and like comment everywhere <laughs> spam her thank you yeah. thank you so much thank you lovely take care have bye. a nice day bye bye bye, bye. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm Did you good. You see me clearly? Am I too close to the camera? No, you're fine. <laughs> totally fine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All good. All good. So we'll just wait for a couple of uh, minutes before we start. Yeah. Yeah. How's the week been? The greenery in the background. Yes, that's the advantage with Delhi. Yeah, lots of greenery. <laughs> so I live on a farm, so you know it's very green yeah, that's and lovely. Great. That's really great, especially if you're in the lockdown and everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Should we start? Sure. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. Do you, yeah. do you just want to introduce, or should I introduce? I'll, I'll, introduce, I'll introduce. I'll introduce you guys. So, um, so I'm Anjali Radbir. I run Writers Key, an education consultancy in New Delhi. Uh, we work with students all across the globe uh, and help them with their college applications. Uh, and uh, this uh, series is basically to discover how different students have different journeys. Uh, and we've invited a very special guest today, Ida Ali. She's passionate about filmmaking, and she's going to tell you a lot more about that. Um, and she's studying as a sophomore at Chapman University at the moment. So, Ida, um, I want to talk a little bit about Chapman. What got you there? What was your journey in getting into the application process? And perhaps you have questions for me yes, uh, in terms I have of you know quite a few questions actually. Um, right, but right. I can start with answering this one. Um, right. So. Chapman University is not a very well-known university, mm-hmm. uh, though it's really good for film and it's one of the best there is. Right. Um, so I got introduced to it when I f- went to Columbia University for a summer school. Okay. Um, and then my professor there was like the best uh, film students for for graduate we get from. Uh, like for uh, because they don't have an undergraduate program for sure. Sure. So the gra- undergraduate students from Chapman are the best. That's what he said, and I was like, oh, oh wow. wow, Chapman sounds really great. And then they also had this whole thing um, at Chapman where from the first year you can start using camera. You the camera you can go on set. You can do everything, which right. like other universities don't allow. So that really got me interested. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, but so applying was a little tough for me then because it was like so many essays, and I obviously I was applying to other places as well mm-hmm. because 
I wasn't sure if I would get in here. Um, so since there was just, it was too much for me to handle, I think that right. was something um, I got wrong. Like I didn't plan uh, in advance right. as much as I should have. Um, uh-huh. But other than that, I feel like I was inclined towards Chapman because through their questions, through what they are looking for, I knew that mm-hmm. this is a place where I fit. Um, right. Because right. that's what the questions told me. That's what right. Um, right. their student profile and like everyone who's gone there told me that this is a place that I fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then I applied and yeah, actually, interesting you say that. We had uh, we had one student go to Chapman last year. Uh, she went for the theater program. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're really well known for their theater as well. So I think that's what it is. It draws people from the performing arts. And that's really important, I think, to find a fit uh, between the college. Uh, you know, I feel students get very obsessed with brand names, even with college. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's quite a journey to steer them away and kind of make them understand that, you know, there are certain schools which fit for you, like probably exactly, Chapman yeah. fit for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so one of the questions was mm-hmm. for, with that um, something like, I mean, because there is a lot of hype about Ivy League schools, which there should be, they've earned it. Right, but right. Even more than students, I feel a lot of parents are like, because those are the only colleges they know, not a lot of Indian parents have gone out and studied. So right. there are only a few colleges that they know names of, and that's what that's where right. they hope their child goes. Um, right. So, so what do you think about this pressure that a lot of Indians have to, Indian students, at least from my experience, have right. to like apply to Ivy League schools and get into Ivy League schools. What do you what do you think about that? So and you know, um, yeah. yeah. See, uh, however much the parent says, you know, they'll come up and they'll say, you know, I don't really care about the Ivy Leagues, but I know where that direction is headed. Uh, especially if the student has the marks and has the SAT scores, then the underlying thing is, you know, always for the Ivy League. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, my personal opinion is that the U.S. has many, many schools which are at par, if not equal or better in many respects. Uh, so, you know, it's also what you make of your education. For me, that's really important. You can go to Harvard and you can totally, you know, screw it up. I mean, you could just be sapping your time and doing nothing. So so it's all about, you know, and maybe somebody who goes to a lesser known school, but really excels and shines over there. The small liberal arts experience, according to me, is a fantastic experience that the U.S. offers. You know, there's Swarthmore, there's uh, Bryn Mawr, there's so many which are tiny colleges, but with excellent, excellent education. So personally, I feel one shouldn't get hung up, especially because it's becoming very, very competitive now. So I, I really feel, you know, uh, one, it's a disservice to the student also because whatever they get is never going to be good enough if they don't make it to the IVs then, yeah, uh, which is a pity. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and also, um, because there's such a small percentage of, like, international students who get in uh, mm-hmm. to Ivy League or any school, in fact, because mm-hmm. they do take more Americans, which I mean, they have the right to. Um, right. So what, how do you, how would you 
tell a student or or rather how much do you think a student should focus on their application process um, uh-huh. while also you know giving their a levels or ib or whatever it is that they're giving which right. is all right. that where right. would you hold the application process so i would say uh, the grades and uh, by grades i mean uh, the act sat whatever test you're choosing plus your school grades from grade 9 to 12 uh, that would for me hold about 70% importance so if you don't have those you're not going to make it to the shortlist but yes 30% of your application is going to be based on what your application is all about uh, and by that i mean you know what kind of interests you have what sort of uh, possibilities you've developed in the application that will make a difference uh, but only 30% because 70% of it is pretty much determined by your grades okay. i would say that yeah that's but 30% it's a tough luck for yeah <laughs> yeah 30% is a lot yeah mm-hmm. because and you know if you're yeah if you've got like 60 65% and you're expecting to make it to the ivs with a 1200 score that's not going to happen let's mm-hmm. be real so yeah 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 i also really wanted to ask you what made you join this line um in terms of was there a gap that you saw that students couldn't do uh, or do themselves or the school wasn't inclined in that way to provide for the student to apply and like handle right. the whole burden of application because it's a big big like those yeah it one is and a half it years is. is just that burden with school sure. and extracurriculars and all of that so absolutely absolutely So um so I'm very passionate about writing so that is my first love uh so I'm a writer I've I've written children's books I've got about 15 books which are published and uh, a lot of it is about uh, art books for children and I've also done a certificate in feature film writing from UCLA and I wrote a script which was judged one of the best scripts in the Goa festival but I realized I'm not really from that industry And, and probably you would know how it feels but um i'm just not from it and and i realized that you know i have to find a way to keep in touch with my writing mm-hmm. and that's what i started doing i started helping students with their essays and then it just big organically grew into a full blown counseling thing mm-hmm. so yeah so that's how the journey started for me and i i find i i love working with young people i love chatting with young people So you know that keeps me uh, really excited about the I'm passionate about doing that. So that's why I love it and I think there's definitely a gap where Indian students don't learn how to write. Uh they learn a very stilted way of writing. So I literally have to make them unlearn that and you know become passionate about actually telling your story. So that's what I teach is tell your story in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so you mentioned story and this is something that um I don't know you don't have to answer it but it's like uh something personal to me because when I was writing um an application and I there's a question and there's a mm-hmm. an answer in my mind but it's too personal for me and mm-hmm. I don't feel right to make it a story with 
which will be read and judged and edited when it's my right. story and i've written it so honestly i don't want to change it so that someone accepts me you know right, so where right. do you think a student should stand on that like should they just go all out and get that application and get that um, acceptance or right. do you think there is some some barrier that they should have right um, well right right so uh, i'm sure as a writer you know that uh, to be authentic and to be personal is the key ingredient for making the story connect right so i feel that if you and it's totally up to the student if they don't feel comfortable sharing beyond a certain level uh, you know one should respect that and hold back uh, but i would advise that yes if you have a story to tell then that really is the place because uh, the essay is really the place where they're going to get to know about you uh, and how are they supposed to get a lens into your world how you think unless they uh, sort of you know uh, get into your mind you know learn what you have to say mm-hmm. yeah so i would I, say yeah yeah you know be out. comfortable but go all out really yeah. don't hold back not there at least yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of times uh, students also tell me they don't want their parents to read it which is which i totally respect i mean you know i don't share stuff unless i have permission from the student to share it yeah it's really their right of uh, refusal or acceptance or whatever so sometimes you know things happen and they want to write about that but it might you know the parent might get sensitive about that so yeah, yeah then you'd have to censor yourself as well because if that exactly especially exactly. the parents cuz right. there a lot of our stories involve them and we right. don't want to hurt their feelings so right. sure. it's a hard process absolutely 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 yeah um so i was just wondering about um your client base and mm-hmm. as i'm i'm in bombay so say that again i missed that wondering I about i was just wondering about your client base okay um, and i was just uh, thinking that i'm in bombay and there are people all over india um right now who can get i don't know if you're doing uh, in person counseling right now in delhi but do you think no you're not so <laughs> has that changed your client base like because it's all online now Uh, not Is really, that- because I work a lot with uh, Southeast Asian students, so a lot from Singapore, Jakarta, and Hong Kong. So I am quite used to the online way of working. Yes, I do miss seeing the Delhi students, but I think everyone's being careful. So it's not really changed the way I work, and I find online works quite well. You know, it's it's very focused. It's very. Uh, I mean, of course, you miss that little personal touch, but it hasn't really altered it for me. Not not at all. In fact. that's yeah. that's i think yeah. it's a very very good thing because it makes counseling more mm-hmm. accessible for students like i right. mentioned before students right. are so busy they have so many things to do and then to go right. you know and meet someone and wait and there's like traffic blah 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 this is just so much yeah, you save you save so much time so much time <laughs> so i think and you've not experienced delhi traffic Delhi traffic is a nightmare. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Delhi, even Mumbai, it's like really bad. Mad, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. 
Tell me something. Did you take the SATs at all? Uh, did, yes, did you take I the did. SATs? You did. I, and how I, did you find the process? Um. So very honestly, the first time I took it was okay. Um. And it was I. I didn't score badly or anything. It was good, but I wanted to take it once more since I had the chance. Um, right. But the second time I started studying and everything, I got so stressed and so anxious. It's um, I've mentioned it before in like other mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. There was this phase in my life that literally that stress and that anxiety was weighing down on me. Like my neck right. and my um, shoulders got so oh, stiff God. for right. two weeks. It was right. really, really bad. And I scored exactly the same the second Oh, time. no. Oh, no. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm an art student. <laughs> this is not true. SAT doesn't matter that much. Right. So was, right. right. It, was, yeah, it wasn't a yeah. bad score. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal that you've taken it twice. And then, you know, you still want to go for that third attempt. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you I don't know if you know what's going on. There are lots of test optional schools. Tests are being cancelled yeah. on literally three days before uh, the test is being held. So there's a lot of stress. I think this year, particularly, students are facing a lot of hardships uh, regarding testing. Yeah. And and if they don't give a test, the school will not allow them or like accept them? No, it's test optional. A lot of schools are saying they're test optional. But uh, obviously, we... That yeah, even the ones that weren't. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the IVs have gone test yeah. optional as well. But, you know, the pressure is that much more in terms of there are students who have taken the tests. So it'll be interesting to see how this year pans out, uh, whether test optional really means test optional. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'll have yeah. to see. You can only yeah. like, see with action. Absolutely. Totally, totally. Yeah. You know, everyone can keep saying, no, we don't think it's going to count and, you know, we don't want it, etc. But we'll really see when that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I also so have tell, another tell, question. Yeah, okay, sure. Fine. You go first and then I'll no, I, I want to know more about your films. What sort of films do you do and what sort of, you know, uh, you've done a couple of short films. Mm-hmm. So, and. Um, What's inspired you to get into sort of making short films? Are you thinking of doing something in the film line or what, what are your plans? I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking of doing something in the film line. That specifically, I want to be a film director and a writer because I'm also right. very interested in writing. Okay. Um, but so when I made my first short film, that was in like a few years ago, I was... Um, 16 and right. after I made wow. that yeah it was it <laughs> was just an experiment that really blew up for some reason I'm really right. glad that that happened um, right. but that was the first place I learned like that I had very little idea about a lot of things um, mm-hmm. in film production especially like the technical aspects I didn't know a lot about camera I didn't know a lot about uh, editing okay. so that's the place where I learned and I got to know that I'm interested and right. I, I feel like I, I can sustain a career in this line right. um, after that I made a few more where I didn't have a lot of people to mm-hmm. 
back me up in terms of like i made this short film called maya where i did everything mm-hmm. i did the camera work i did editing so in terms of that that experience made me more confident because it wasn't right. just uh me working with a bunch of other people and i feel that a director has to have knowledge on right other things as well and that is why right. going to college makes me gain that experience that i mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't have if i was just a director in college right. they teach you cinematography they teach you editing they teach you production right. design um right. so so once i went to college things started opening up to me Okay. so if if there if there's something that i'm scared of for example i never thought i could make an animated film because i'm just mm-hmm. it's so much work and it's so new to me but sure, sure. now my college cuz i have to take an animation class it's pushing me to work those softwares to right. see um, how to animate how to make a film and even though i might not end up making a feature length animated right. film at least i know how to Okay. Um, Great. No area is blocked for me. So right now I just right. feel like I have this empty plate that I can keep filling with anything I want because I have those avenues to learn. And grow. excellent. Wow. Yeah. So you're not attracted to any particular genre or you I mean, you know, is there some particular kind of film that appeals to you? um i think what i watch and i what i what i, what I want to make is very different um okay. what i want to make a lot of the things that appeal to me uh one is realistic type right. stuff very very right. real character driven films right um and also for some reason right now um a lot to do with division um like right. all the things that i'm writing right now is division be it based on race uh, caste Right. or even like the social divide that people right. have right right so somewhere there i i like that space okay okay i used to want to really write a romcom because i used to feel that in india nobody writes a romcom <laughs> but now uh, that was like so 7 8 years ago but now i think there's a lot of romcoms happening and tv has exploded i, I think there's so much wanting in tv you know i mean we could have such a, there have been great uh, serials done in uh, english hindi whatever you know um, in india as well and i am hoping that kind of explodes maybe someday kind of touch that again <laughs> definitely yeah. you should i i feel like there's um no way to know if you are meant for something or right. not you try it and unless you try it true like true it, should definitely true true it was super hard though i have to say script writing was the hardest medium possible uh, yeah, because it required so much precision and so much rewriting mm-hmm. but i think that's what gave me the sort of toolkit for writing you know because you had to be so careful of every word you wrote um, yeah. so you know that that was a great teacher uh, that that part of the music it's like writing and essay as well i feel like because oh for me essays uh, college essays were read by a few people not just one person and right. they had their comments and then my friends had their comments and my parents right. i made my parents read as well my parents had their comments and it was just <laughs> a bunch of editing and rewriting okay. and so 
I feel like right. Okay, so that's one thing I really tell the student: don't do it because it will become a total kichdi by the end of it. You yeah. Know? Uh, so you've got to <laughs> you've got to find one mentor and trust them and go that, with it. That I agree with. Like if yeah. I did, if I had just left it, <laughs> so, it's too so much. Especially when there are people who have gone to uh, American schools who want to chime in and say stuff. It's different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally, and you know yeah. things have changed from the time they may have applied. It's really the landscape has changed three sixty degrees. So you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, patiently handle that and kind of tell them, okay, fine. Let's hear what Uncle has to say. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And also know that every all of that advice is for the better. Like they think it's for the better. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. True, true. So, um, so tell me, yeah. So you yeah. were asking me something you before I cut you short on the film. Uh, not too sure about that question, but I do have another question for you. Right. Um. So eleventh and twelfth grade, which I feel are also the most important mm -hmm. years in terms of. Um, Grades and application mm -hmm. and all of that. It's also right. the last two years of your high school, and it's it's right. a time for me. It was a really really happy time. There were right. I was meeting friends, and it, uh, school was coming to an end, and there was just this camaraderie that was there. Absolutely, did, absolutely, best years. I have peers and friends who would miss out on that. Um, right. You know, they wouldn't come to so many events. They would stay mm -hmm. back to study because they had, admittedly, more pressure on them than I did. Mm -hmm. um, where do you think a social life stands in terms of um, those two years and, like, the mental health and mental pressure that you go through mm -hmm. one goes through? Yeah. What do you think? How can someone take that during those two? Years? Yeah, that's a great question, and there's no right answer to this. Honestly, uh, that's an amazing question, and I think uh, life is always about trade-offs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you want that dream college, then you are going to have to sacrifice some of that social life, uh, and uh, it, it is hard. It is really hard. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's really uh, very personal. Again, I try and tell the students at least finish off your testing in grade eleven. Yeah. So that you can enjoy, because you know the application process is not that hard. If you start in time, say if you start say in March, April, by August you've got a pretty good handle and you can balance everything else. But if grade eleven you slack off, which is what tends to happen, because there's so much yeah. emphasis, yeah, on the boards. Uh, so people tend to only focus on the board exams, and then they feel that you know they've kind of done, been there, done that. Now nobody wants to touch their books. Mm -hmm. uh, so grade eleven becomes a slidier, which unfortunately is you know really detrimental because then everything piles up in grade twelve. Um, and I would really recommend that you start focusing on grade eleven. Get the testing out of the way. Get some sort of community service out of the way, so that by grade twelve you have a few things left. You, know, you don't have to pile up everything then. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I. Agree with that as well. That's why I think you should start planning as soon totally. as possible. Totally, totally, totally. Um, there are lots of questions also, Eda. Should we yeah? look at those as well? 
Sure. I see a lot of your fan following is here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys okay. for coming. <laughs> uh, do you want to see the questions? And yeah, I'm. If there are any. I'm just uh, scrolling through them. Now. Like in the comment section, right? Right. Uh, so one person's written, Ida, I totally relate when you said that writing essays is particularly exhausting and perplexing. Could you maybe share some tips that help you compose the perfect essay? That would be nice. Let's hear from your perspective. What is the perfect essay? And that's uh, Vag 3 Shah, whatever the, that's the name. Yeah. Um, so I think I should share my perspective and then you should share yours. Right. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, so what I would look for in an essay if I was um, one of the, what do you call it? What is that? Admissions, admissions officer. officer. Right. Yeah, admissions officer. I would look for honesty. So mm -hmm. any way that that honesty and authenticity, authenticity. authenticity. Okay. authenticity. <laughs> comes out in that essay because I have to read something which is new and unique and mm -hmm. which is truly you. So that is number one for me. Yeah. Second thing totally is agree. it has to be concise in a way that it's short and sweet, but it tells you everything that you need to know. So right. that I think would mean that you write down, take as many pages as you want, write down your first initial draft and right. then you edit it to kind of make things more understandable for the person reading it because you will mm -hmm. understand everything that you've written but someone right. else has not so you have right. to read it from someone else's perspective so clarity clarity is key yeah right yeah and also people tend to drag on what they're talking about when that right. one thing can be said in one sentence you know like right. you don't right. need to write a right. paragraph about that so right. understanding sure. that is very important absolutely uh, so from my perspective i'll tell you a couple of do's and don'ts uh, so the do is definitely be authentic uh, and my trick to that something my english teacher told me in grade i think seven or something like that she said the first idea you get definitely throw it out of the window because every other person in the room would have got that idea. So that's a golden rule that I definitely stick to. Whatever idea, uh, even to a student, I tell them, if that's your first idea, definitely throw it out of the window because that's not going to work. Uh, so I would say, again, be honest, like you said, be clear. Uh, don't get obsessed with big words. I find uh, people think that good writing means writing big words. Actually, good writing is all about simplicity and clarity, like you said. It's all about clarity of expression, which is very important. A um, couple of the don'ts, I would say, is I, I gave them in my reels and the tips as well, which was don't write a Miss India essay. You know, I want world peace and I want to eradicate poverty in the world. We all want to, but, you know, come on, that's not going to be your essay. And that shouldn't be your essay. Uh, don't make a list of things. Uh, you know, I did this, I did, uh, you know, I was school head boy, I, I you know, came first in the races, I uh, topped, uh, you know, had the main role in theater, whatever, you know, don't make a list of things. Yeah, uh, that becomes uh, awkward as well, in, in terms of it's very clunky writing again. Uh, and the third thing is, uh, we are all obsessed with our pets, I think, you know, and 
that's something that obviously is very close to one's heart. Uh, so many times I find that students have been very deeply affected by the passing of a pet, which I totally respect. But that's not a theme for your common up essay, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's something you should stay away from. Maybe talk about something else which comes about. So I would say, you know, I have a whole list of do's and don'ts. But yeah, keep it real. Be honest. Be yourself. Show them how you think. I think that's the most important thing for me. Show them how you're thinking. Give them a lens besides what's there in the rest of your application. Mm -hmm. That would be important. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Actually, those three things that you mentioned are also... Yeah, yeah I feel like I've read so many things about sure. like pets, especially. Oh my god! Right, right. Everyone's obsessed. You know, I, mean, yeah. I, I have a dog. I have a. I had a basset hound who just died about a year ago, and uh, it really affected one deeply. But then that's not something you can write about. Yeah. So yeah, that way. Um, I also had one question. Uh, someone mm -hmm. said, manage my time. And um, we spoke about that. We should start planning early and everything. But do you mm -hmm. think too late? Is it ever too late? Um, uh, I'm in the 12th grade. I haven't done anything. What do you think? Right. Like, what should, what would your right. advice be if I'm a 12th grade? No, no, I, I don't think it's ever too late. You just have to manage your expectations. If you're expecting to get into maybe, you know, if you've not taken your SATs, ACTs or anything, uh, you're expecting to crack everything. It is going to be a brutal year. Let's say that at the outset. But if you are willing to work hard, I don't think anything's holding you back. It's really a matter of how much effort you're going to put into the application. And the result is going to show, you know, corroborate with that. So, yeah. That's all my questions. Okay. Uh, are there any other questions here? Did you go through this? Yeah, there's one, one second. I'm in the 11th from a close bag, wait, from a CBSE background. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my eye. <laughs> um, and I honestly find ISC pretty hard. I'm also doing my Japanese N2 advanced level, which is mm -hmm. again, quite hard. I'm kind of stressed. How do you think I can... Uh, I missed the first part of the question. What was it? It's that uh, I'm an 11th from a right. CBSE background. And I right. honestly find ISC pretty hard. I'm also doing my Japanese N2 uh, right. advanced level, which is, again, quite hard. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of stressed. How do you think I can manage my time? And okay. Um, I'm not quite sure how you can manage your time. But maybe is there, if there's a way that you can switch your subjects, take easier subjects, that would be better, you know, I mean, rather than struggle with it and do badly. Actually, that's another thing I tell my students is that try and take subjects you can manage. You know, everyone talks about the rigor, taking hard courses, but only take them if you can manage it. If you can't manage it, there's really no point, you know, taking very rigorous courses. Yeah. I often have kids who come in with, you know, math as sort of they struggle with math, but the parents have pushed them to take math. But math is quite fundamental. So that is something that one should work on uh, quite early on, from early on. But yeah, so yeah, so just to kind of sum it up, I mean, work hard and sort of, you know, um, try and do, uh, try and prep early. The earlier you get into the process, it's better. Uh, it's not all about the Ivy Leagues. You know, there are plenty of great colleges out there. 
And I think there are plenty of great destinations as well. The US is not the only one. There's Canada, there's UK, there's Australia, Singapore. So many places where you could actually go study. So yeah, from my end, that would be my sort of, you know. There is another thing. question hmm. about, is TOEFL better or IELTS? It doesn't matter. You just have to see the schools that you apply. They should accept both. So mm -hmm. TOEFL is quite popular in the US and IELTS is quite popular in the UK. Although even TOEFL is, uh, is accepted. Uh, the other one is Duolingo. Another test that a lot of people are accepting is Duolingo. Which is so, the language? Like an English. Language. So you have to just be, yeah, the language apps. A lot of people are now accepting that as well. So, yeah. There's one good question, I think. How to stay motivated? How do you stay? Ah, good one. Great question. During COVID, how do you stay motivated? And how do you stay motivated otherwise? Mm -hmm. ah, I think you've got to break it down in small tasks and small deadlines. You know, it can't be because together it seems very overwhelming, I think. So it would be nice to kind of set out a timeline. Like make a roadmap about different things you want to achieve in every month. Uh, but uh, really, you know, be motivated in the sense of keep, uh, I think it's important, like you said, to socialize a little also. Don't be all work because it's just going to drown you out. Uh, you've got to stay motivated by, you know, having fun in life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a good answer. Yeah. I think that's, I think, yeah, know, that kind of knows this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was lovely speaking with you, Ida. It was Great really good speaking to you as well. And lovely. I would definitely recommend anyone who um, was here and was watching this to check out the writer's key. And if you have any questions for her, please DM her and like comment everywhere, <laughs> spam her. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely. Take care. Have Bye. a nice day. Bye. 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 Done a lot quicker. Right, right. Because you know, when we're nearing the final edit, then I know I'll get that call. You know, my uncle said, my uncle who's <laughs> gone to MIT said this. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> there we go. It's <laughs> too so, so much. Especially from MIT. There are people who have gone to. Uh, American schools who want to chime in and say stuff. It's different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, yeah. things have changed from the time they may have applied. It's really the landscape has changed 360 degrees. So, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. But, uh, you know, uh, patiently handle that and kind of tell them, okay, fine, let's hear what uncle has to say. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And also know that every all of that advice is for the better. Like they think it's for the better. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. True, true. So, um, so tell me, yeah. So you yeah. were asking me something you before I cut you short on the film. Uh, not too sure about that question, but I do have another question for you. Right. Um, so 11th and 12th grade, which I feel are also the most important mm -hmm. years in terms of... Um, grades and application mm -hmm. and all of that it's also right. the last two years of your high school and it's it's right. a time for me it was a really really happy time 
there were right. i was meeting friends and if uh, school was coming to an end and there was just this camaraderie that was there absolutely absolutely best I didn't years have peers and friends who would miss out on that um, right you know they wouldn't come to so many events they would stay mm-hmm. back to study because they had admittedly more pressure on them than i did mm-hmm. um where do you think a social life stands in terms of um those two years and like the mental health and mental pressure that you go through mm-hmm. one more two yeah. what do you think how can someone take that during those two years? yeah that's a great question and there's no right answer to this honestly uh that's an amazing question and i think uh, life is always about trade offs mm-hmm. uh you know you want that dream college then you are going to have to sacrifice some of that social life uh and uh, it, it is hard it is really hard uh, so i mean you know it's really uh, very personal again i try and tell the students at least finish off your testing in grade 11 Yeah. so that you can enjoy because you know the application process is not that hard if you start in time say if you start say in march april by august you've got a pretty good handle and you can balance everything else but if grade 11 you slack off which is what tends to happen because there's so much emphasis yeah on the boards uh, so people tend to only focus on the board exams and then they feel that you know they've kind of done been there done that now nobody wants to touch their books Mm-hmm. uh so grade 11 becomes a slide year which unfortunately is you know really detrimental because then everything piles up in grade 12 um and i would really recommend that you start focusing on grade 11 get the testing out of the way get some sort of community service out of the way so that by grade 12 you have a few things left you, know, you don't have to pile up everything then yeah, yeah. that makes sense i agree with that as well that's why i think you should start planning as soon totally. as you totally 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 um there lots of questions also eda should we yeah? look at those as well sure you see a lot of your fan following is here no <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming <laughs> uh, do you want to see the questions and yeah i'm there are any i'm just uh, scrolling through them no like in the comment section right right uh, so one person has written ida i totally relate when you said that writing essays is particularly exhausting and perplexing could you maybe share some tips that help you compose the perfect essay that would be nice let's hear from your perspective what is the perfect essay and that's uh, vag 3 sha whatever the, that's the name yeah um so i think i should share my perspective and then you should share yours right sure sure absolutely absolutely um so what i would look for in an essay if i was um one of the what do you call it what is that admissions admissions officer, officer right yeah admissions officer i would look for honesty so mm-hmm. any way that that honesty and authenticity authentic authenticity okay <laughs> comes out in that essay because i have to read something which is new and unique and mm-hmm. which is truly you so that is number 1 for me yeah second thing totally is agree. it has to be concise in a way that it's short and sweet but it tells you 
everything that you need to know. So right. that I think would mean that you write down, take as many pages as you want, write down your first initial draft and right. then you edit it to kind of make things more understandable for the person reading it because you will mm -hmm. understand everything that you've written but someone right. else would not so you have right. to read it from someone else's perspective so clarity clarity is key yeah right yeah and also people tend to drag on what they're talking about when that right. one thing can be said in one sentence you know like right. you don't right. need to write a right. paragraph about that so right. understanding sure. that is very important absolutely uh, so from my perspective, I'll tell you a couple of do's and don'ts. Uh, so the do is definitely be authentic. Uh, and my trick to that, something my English teacher told me in grade, I think, seven or something like that. She said, the first idea you get, definitely throw it out of the window. Because every other person in the room would have got that idea. So that's a golden rule that I definitely stick to. Whatever idea, uh, even to a student, I tell them, if that's your first idea, definitely throw it out of the window because that's not going to work. Uh, so I would say, again, be honest, like you said, be clear. Uh, don't get obsessed with big words. I find uh, people think that good writing means writing big words. Actually, good writing is all about simplicity and clarity, like you said. It's all about clarity of expression, which is very important. A um, couple of the don'ts, I would say, is I, I gave them in my reels and the tips as well, which was don't write a Miss India essay. You know, I want world peace and I want to eradicate poverty in the world. We all want to, but, you know, come on, that's not going to be your essay. And that shouldn't be your essay. Uh, don't make a list of things. Uh, you know, I did this, I did, uh, you know, I was school head boy, I, I you know, came first in the races, I uh, topped, uh, you know, had the main role in theater, whatever, you know, don't make a list of things. Yeah, uh, that becomes uh, awkward as well in, in terms of it's very clunky writing again. Uh, and the third thing is, uh, we are all obsessed with our pets, I think, you know, and that's something that obviously is very close to one's heart. Uh, so Many times I find that students have been very deeply affected by the passing of a pet, which I totally respect. But that's not a theme for your common app essay, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's something you should stay away from. Maybe talk about something else which comes about. So I would say, you know, I have a whole list of do's and don'ts. But yeah, keep it real. Be honest. Be yourself. Show them how you think. I think that's the most important thing for me. Show them how you're thinking. Give them a lens besides what's there in the rest of your application. Mm -hmm. That would be important. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Actually, those three things that you mentioned are also. Yeah, yeah I feel like I've read so many things about sure. like pets, especially. Oh my god. Right, right. Everyone's obsessed. You know, I, mean, yeah. I, I have a dog. I have a, uh, I had a basset hound who just died about a year ago. And uh, it really affected one deeply. But then that's not something you can write about. Yeah. So, yeah. That way. Um, I also had one question. Uh, someone mm -hmm. said, manage my time. And um, we spoke about that. We should start planning early and everything. But do you mm -hmm. think too late? Is it ever too late? Um, uh, I'm in the 12th grade. I haven't done anything. What do you think? Right. Like, what should, what would your right. advice be? 
be if I'm a 12. No, no, I, I don't think it's ever too late. You just have to manage your expectations. If you're expecting to get into maybe, you know, if you've not taken your SATs, ACTs or anything, uh, you're expecting to crack everything. It is going to be a brutal year. Let's say yeah. that at the outset. But if you are willing to work hard, I don't think anything's holding you back. It's really a matter of how much effort you're going to put into the application. And the result is going to show, you know, corroborate with that. So, yeah. That's all my questions. Okay. Uh, are there any other questions here? Did you go through this? Yeah, there's one. One second. I'm in the... 11th from a close bag from a CBSE background sorry I don't know what's wrong with my eye <laughs> um, and I honestly find ISC pretty hard I'm also doing my Japanese N2 advanced level which is mm -hmm. again quite hard I'm kind of stressed how do you think I can uh, I missed the I, first I, part I of the question what was it it's that uh, I'm in 11th from a right. CBSE background and I right. honestly find ISC pretty hard. I'm also doing my Japanese N2 uh, right. advanced level, which is again quite hard. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of stressed. How do you think I can manage my time? And okay. Um, I'm not quite sure how you can manage your time, but maybe is there, if there's a way that you can switch your subjects, take easier subjects, that would be better, you know, I mean, rather than struggle with it and do badly. Actually, that's another thing I tell my students is that try and take subjects you can manage. You know, everyone talks about the rigor, taking hard courses, but only take them if you can manage it. If you can't manage it, there's really no point, you know, taking very rigorous courses. Yeah. I often have kids who come in with, you know, math as sort of they struggle with math, but the parents have pushed them to take math. But math is quite fundamental. So that is something that one should work on uh, quite early on from early mm -hmm. on. But yeah, so yeah, so just to kind of sum it up, I mean, work hard and sort of, you know, um, try and do, uh, try and prep early. The earlier you get into the process, it's better. Uh, it's not all about the Ivy Leagues. You know, there are plenty of great colleges out there. And I think there are plenty of great destinations as well. The US is not the only one. There's Canada, there's UK, there's Australia, Singapore, so many places where you could actually go study. So yeah, from my end, that would be uh, my sort of, you know. There is another answer. question hmm. about, is TOEFL better or IELTS? It doesn't matter. You just have to see the schools that you apply. They should accept both. So mm -hmm. TOEFL is quite popular in the US and IELTS is quite popular in the UK. Although even TOEFL is, uh, is accepted. Uh, the other one is Duolingo. Another test that a lot of people are accepting is Duolingo. Which is so, the language? Like an English. Language. So you have to just be, yeah, the language app. So a lot of people are now accepting that as well. So, yeah. There's one good question, I think. How to stay motivated? How do you stay Ah, Good one. Great question. During COVID, how do you stay motivated? And how do you stay motivated otherwise? Mm -hmm. Ah, I think you've got to break it down in small tasks and small deadlines. You know, it can't be because together it seems very overwhelming, I think. So it would be nice to kind of set out a timeline, like make a roadmap about different things you want to achieve in every month. Uh, but uh, really, you know, 
be motivated in the sense keep uh, i think it's important like you said to socialize a little also don't be all work because it's just going to drown you out uh, you've got to stay motivated by you know having fun in life as well mm-hmm. yeah that's it's a good answer yeah i think that's a i think good yeah flow. that kind of those this yeah it's lovely speaking with you with it was really, really good speaking to you as well and lovely. i would definitely recommend anyone who um was here and was watching this to check out the writer's key and if you have any questions for her please dm her and like comment everywhere <laughs> spam her thank you yeah. thank you so much thank you lovely take care have bye. a nice day bye 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 thank you for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe